You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 52. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from The Business Marketing Show here with my co-host Brendan Tully and we have a special guest on the show today, Mr. Gideon Shalwick from vroll.com. I met Gideon initially back in uh, July 2015 at the Traffic and Conversion Conference in Sydney and uh, we had made contact a little bit before that as well and uh, very impressed with what he's doing and his his product his vroll product for youtube advertising so i thought uh, who who better than gideon to have on the show and talk about youtube advertising so welcome gideon thanks for coming on the show brilliant thanks for having me ed i'm looking forward to it so you have been in the online space for quite a while now you got started uh, back in the mid 2000s if i'm correct start uh, with your uh, blog website on how to be how to be a blogger so mm-hmm. um what were you doing before that to give a bit of a back story to, to people to find out who you are and what you're doing what were you doing you're in the corporate world before that i believe uh, and what what led you into the online space right so so my start wasn't actually in blogging um uh, but that's probably where most people saw me first. Um, I okay. started with um, my first thing on the internet was uh, selling an ebook, and this was back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exactly, almost exactly 10 years ago now. <laughs> but um, the journey for me started uh, probably a couple of years before that. Um, I was uh, working in a job and kind of enjoying it, you know, in most, well, in some of the cases, but in general, I was feeling a little bit stuck. And there were three things that were bothering me. One was, you know, I was, I was working for someone else and um, the day I stopped working, I stopped getting paid. The second thing was that I was building an asset for someone else as well. That, you know, so the same thing, if I left, I wouldn't be able to take that asset with me. I wouldn't have any ownership. Yeah. And the other thing that probably bothered me most was that I just felt that I, I couldn't live out my passion. I felt a little bit restricted. I felt a bit like a, a cat in a, in a cage and I wanted to get out. And I read some very interesting books at the time that, that helped me, push me over the line, um, finally built up enough confidence to just say, screw it, I'm just going to quit my job and even immigrate to another country and start a new business. <laughs> and that's, in fact, exactly what we did. Me and my wife, uh, we, we, we just quit our jobs basically in New Zealand and uh, landed in, in Australia about a month later. And uh, then, you know, I looked at a bunch of different businesses. I, didn't, I really didn't have a clue what I was going to do. And uh, one of the things that piqued my interest was an online-based business where I could create a digital product and then sell it online. And that was really attractive because it meant that I could work from, you know, anywhere that I wanted to. And it also seemed very leverageable and scalable. So I wrote my first book. This was back in 2006. Uh, I had a mentor that helped me with that. We created the sales page. We launched it. And um, did very well. Had uh, some very nice early success. I think the book got distributed, ebook got distributed to, if I remember right, it was either 77 or 177 different countries. And, you know, I remember when the first sales came in, I was just overwhelmed and thinking, wow, this is mm-hmm. cool. This really works. And, uh, you know, I can make a good living from this. But then something interesting happened. My traffic went basically to zero. 
And of course, then my sales went to zero as well. And the only reason why I got traffic in the first place was because the person that mentored me, he happened to have a, a big audience, a big email list that he, and then he offered to promote uh, for my first little promotion. And that was great. But then after that, you know, there was no traffic and I didn't have a clue how to really build traffic, not even to mention how to run a proper business. And, you know, you don't have a proper business when the only product you have is an ebook that sells for 47 bucks, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so look, I really had, yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, so what was the name of the, the ebook? Uh, the name of the, uh, the book was called Millionaire Dropout Secrets. And ah. it was really a, yeah, a funny title. But it was really, um, it's a funny story about the title as well. But the book was really a collection of, uh, you know, the knowledge that I've built up, not really experience, more knowledge. So it was more like me, like a journalist, writing the book from the point of view of looking at other very successful people like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, you know, people who, who dropped out of school or university or college, whatever system, and started their businesses and made a big success from it. So I wrote this book from that sort of perspective. It was almost like a blueprint that I wrote for myself to follow uh, in the years to come. And I look back to that book often and go, wow, you know, that, that was such an instrumental book that I actually just really wrote for myself, if I, if I really think about it. Mm. Now, the title of the book was, you know, it, it's, it's a really bad title now looking back. At the time, it, it seemed a good title. But I remember going to a conference once, you know, before that, about a month or two before that, and they talked about writing a book as well. And they, they mentioned that if you have the word uh, millionaire or secrets, and had a bunch of other words as well in the title, it helps the title sell a lot more. And so yeah. I just used that advice. And yeah, okay, maybe it worked a bit, but you know, after a while, after selling it, I, I realized that the title was probably, it was just, um, it wasn't resonating with me anymore because it, was, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't a millionaire myself and it's not like I had really the authority to teach that back then just starting out. So I actually took the book off off the market. Um, and then, you know, it, it really um, was probably a year and a half to two years of really kind of struggling to to make ends meet and to make things work. The first year, I think I only earned like 10000 bucks, and I spent 11000 I think the second year, I maybe made... I don't know, twelve thousand, but spend thirteen thousand or something stupid like you, that. You were doing better than most then, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, two uh, tough years, you know, for, for trying to figure it out. Um, and if it wasn't for my wife who had a job, you know, she was paying the bills. I, I really don't know how I would have done it. Um, but then eventually, I you know, st- I started an interview series and interviewing some of the, the top people in the industry to just learn from them what it was that made them successful. Got a lot of tips from them. One of the people that I interviewed was uh, Yaro Starak, and uh, we became friends. We lived in the same city in Brisbane here in Australia, and we decided to eventually do a project together called Become a Blogger. And you know, through another six months of really hard work, creating the content, creating the product, the sales process, all this sort of stuff with Yaro, uh, you know, and that's without pay. With six months, I was just working like a madman to create this asset. We finally launched, and in the first week, we had, or two weeks, we had ten thousand people join our email email list, mm. which was incredible. And then within the first month, we had a thousand monthly paying members. We built, you know, we went from I went from the business went from zero, which is also my income, zero income, to uh, to twenty thousand dollars a month income you know in, in, in a month's time <laughs> yeah right uh, and that was also you know so that, that really set me up um, and from there you know I just I did a bunch of different things and I used that as the 
the beginning point for my success in, in business. Yeah, fantastic. And so the, the learning experience of that would have been phenomenal. Uh, and um, you know, you're taking the, the good and the bad with all the processes that you, you pick up along the way. But I suppose you look back now and there's always things you look at that you could have done differently and things that you, you did that were, were great. Uh, what, what would be some of the things you're looking back that you would do differently in terms of how you went about that process of building a, a, a website with a, um, uh, you know, having a membership set, set up with it? Yeah, it's a tough question to answer because I'm not sure if I'd be able to, you know, if, if, if I really would have been able to do anything differently. I mean, one yeah. thing I would say that I would have loved to be able to do back then is to, instead of trying to do everything myself, I would I would start building a team as, as quick as possible. Mm. And, you know, like Steve Jobs, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't play the instrument. He plays the orchestra. We played the orchestra. And, and I think that's a really good way of looking at business too. You, you know, you build a team to, to execute and you're the idea, idea guy as the entrepreneur. And so I wish, I wish if I could go back in time that I had that sort of ability to be able to build a team right from the beginning and, and get results through others. Uh, I think that would have helped me make progress a lot faster. Yeah. But in saying that, in saying that you know, you've, got, you've got to grow as well as an entrepreneur back then. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So in a way, I had to struggle a bit. I had to do everything myself. I had to do all the graphics myself. I had to design the website and HTML. I had to create all the videos myself. I had to do you know everything myself first to really get the hang of the game and also to to realize what's involved in, in setting up these sort of businesses. And and that has certainly been very useful for me uh, later on. But I, I think if 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 you if you can have that in mind, you know, at the beginning maybe maybe it's a bit of a bit of struggling a bit, but keep in the back of your mind to start building a team or aligning yourself with other people uh, who can do things much better than you and that can give you a lot faster um, progress. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, golden words and I think uh, you would agree with that, Brendan, because mm-hmm. you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're both in the same boat in terms of, you know, we both have staff and um, have, have leveraged that and t- keep trying to leverage that and uh, and growing our team to to make that difference and doing it yourself is just crazy you can't do it all yourself you just end up being burnt out and uh, yeah. not getting anywhere but, and running in circles so v- that was probably if there was only one thing you could have said i think that would have been absolutely <laughs> superb so well well done so now the become a blogger project the the website is still there you you're still involved with that is that still your your business no yara and i uh, got to a stage where you know eventually we we Built up our other interests, you know, away from uh-huh. from the big up, become a blogger brand. So it kind of started dying a, a slow death, really, with with in the hands of me and Yaro, and, and you know, other businesses were thriving at the time. So yep. we we put out a call to our audience and said, anybody out there who'd be keen to revive, become a blogger for us. And then uh, one of the people who had their hands up was Leslie Samuel, uh, and he was, you know, a very keen student. And he just one of our top students, and he said, "Yeah, he's he's keen to take it up." And so we had an arrangement where uh, we would we would split the business basically between him and, and the two of us, and we ran that for a while. And then after a while, we just we just thought, you know, uh, it's too complicated for Yara and I here in Australia to have a share in the business, and for Leslie to have his share over there. And I just, it was just messy. So we, yeah. Yara and I just said, screw it. Let's just give it all to Leslie and, um, and see how he, he can make that happen. And so he's done, he's, since then, he has done 
a marvelous job at building that brand. If you go to become a blogger now, it, it you know there's a blog there at the, the home homepage. Uh, this just so you, you'll see Leslie and and the way yeah. he builds content and interacts with his audience and builds his audience. He's just done a magnificent job. So um, really glad that Leslie has taken the reins on that, and you know he fully owns that and runs that uh, and. All the success you see from there is 100% attributed to, to Leslie right now. Awesome. Great. Well done to you and well done to Leslie and to Yarrow. Um, I've spoken to Yarrow a few times over the years. Um, he was sort of back in the early days because I've been in the in this space for 13 years this year, so that's right. that's pretty wow. scary. I can't yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did yeah. you start with back 13 years ago? Uh, Google AdWords was the you – know, I was one of the first, if not the first, Google AdWords consultant in Australia. Um, right. We were, yeah, doing it back in 2003. So uh, before anyone knew what Google AdWords was, um, people were still getting used to what Google was, let alone Google AdWords. And, yes. Yeah. So you, you, you will have seen the whole journey going from, you know, the whole paid advertising world right from the beginning, you know, to, yeah. to where it is today. So it would have yeah, been yeah, quite an interesting journey for you. It's, yeah, it's, uh, people just really don't understand how much it's changed. And, uh, you know, we look back at where we were getting two-cent clicks back in the, you know, 2003 stages with, with right. some clients where they're now $20 a click, you know. So, yes. So and people thought, oh, it's so expensive to get involved. Yeah. So, well, in, in another 10 years' time, that's going to be $60 a click, you know. because yeah. Yeah. So yes. People will be looking back today and saying 2 to $5 a click. Jeez, that's uh, yeah. Wish I'd got in then, right? Yeah, yeah, Ab- absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brendan's in this space as well, so you know he's he's seeing it, and uh, it's it's a common complaint with clients about the cost per click. Well, you know, your competitors are paying it. The competitors are ones that are actually creating the demand and driving up the price. So you it, you either have two choices: you get in there and compete, or you don't get in there, and then you're not getting any business. So um, <laughs> that's right. It's so interesting because I had this this chat with Tom Breeze as well, a good buddy of mine. He's he's uh, he's runs his own agency for video advertising, and you know he's saying that um, you know in the beginning it's cheap, right? And so and, and relatively easy for for people to get in, uh, but then what happens is it becomes more competitive and the prices rise, right? Like we said, mm. and then really the way to win it sounds like is to just become a better um, advertiser, you know, to be, to provide better quality, um, to really know the game. And it'd be interesting, like with you guys. So, so you've been doing Google AdWords now for sounds like thirteen years. Are you are you still doing Google AdWords as well? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, that's that would be fifty percent of our agency businesses. Yeah. Is okay, AdWords, so here's yeah. the, here's the interesting question then. So have have you how have you been able to compete with you know with these you know rising cost per click prices and things like that? What in, in terms of AdWords, what are the, some of the things you've you've done to sort of so your clients that you're the the go to place for that sort of thing? Well, constantly refining and getting the the tightest focus on your marketplace that you can get, writing the best ads we can get, uh, matching them with the best landing pages that are relevant to those ads and keywords, and just keeping everything very focused and very tight and, and outsmarting your competition. Because it's not about Google, it's about the competition. This is a lot of people say, I want to mm. beat Google or do this. They're always talking about Google. I go, well, actually, it's nothing to do with Google. It's to do with your competitors. So we, right. we pay attention to what the competitors are doing and do it better than them. And there's a lot of stupid money out there. We classify it as stupid money. And there's a lot of big advertisers who are just throwing money at ads. Mm. And they're not really refining the ads as well as they can do. And you can, you, I mean, you can see that when you type in any sort of given keyword term. There's so many ads that pop up on Google that are not relevant to that mm. keyword term. 
And Certainly. quite often, yeah, and quite often, they're big advertisers who are blowing their their money and and having their ads appear for something that's just not right. And eBay was terrible, and they probably still are uh, for doing this. So like eBay ads would turn up for everything, and the, they weren't even related to what was on eBay. It was just wasn't even a product. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so so interesting. So you guys would be probably looking at the newer forms of advertising that comes out. You know, like for video advertising, for example, now, and probably thinking. Wow, it's like almost going back in time. Is, is that the sort of the? It, well, look, it is an ec- excellent segue. Thank you very much, Gideon, uh, into YouTube advertising <laughs> because we have really only just got uh, starting to dip our toe in the YouTube advertising space uh, because it's really, even though it's pay per click advertising, it is a whole other medium and it's a whole other world that I, I think is probably at the stage where Google AdWords was, you know, 10, 12, 13 years ago, in my, in nice. my opinion. Um, mm. And I don't even think it is being tapped into anywhere near uh, what the potential is. And I've watched a lot of your videos and training and stuff to do with your product V-Roll, which we'll touch on in a minute, but, um, that there, is, there are so many ads available on YouTube that don't have advertising associated with them. Uh, mm, that totally. there's a there's a massive opportunity for very low cost per click compared to search advertising and, on Google and also the display network. So mm. so you so from the point when you moved away from the become a blogger uh, product uh, was was your V roll platform the thing that was taking up most of your time at that stage? What was it that you were doing? Oh no no I did a bunch of different things before that. I okay. mean, my my world's been sort of in the in the content marketing world you know ever since become a blogger. Um, so I, I certainly went down the content path in a big way. Uh, the the paid advertising thing has only been uh, a, a, more of a focus for me for the last say two years perhaps maybe three years. Mm-hmm. So so I'm relatively new to the game for for paid advertising. But after become a blogger, uh, I did a project with a, a local magician here in Brisbane in Australia. He did the magic in the streets of Brisbane. I went down with a camera and recorded him, and I did all the video marketing. Okay. And we started this channel together. Uh, and you know, I really looked at it from the point of view of building a case study, you know, for video marketing. So at that stage, I already did a bunch of video. You know, YouTube was just really young. YouTube was about a year old, um, and you know, there were a bunch of different services popping up. And the question was, you know. Almost very similar to today when you look at, say, something like live video streaming. It's, it's really like there's a bunch of uh, options popping up right now. And you, you don't know who's really going to win. Back then, it was like that for just online video. <coughs> so YouTube was there. Uh, Rever was there. Vimeo was there. Um, Blip was there. You know, there, there were a bunch of others. And no one really knew who was going to take off. So I thought, okay, let's look at YouTube as a case study. So I, I joined with JJ, the magician. Uh, I did the video marketing. YouTube marketing specifically, and you know we started uploading some videos, and it was so cool. Within a month, we started seeing some some real traction there. I told JJ, "Hey JJ, we, you know, let's give this thing a month. If it works, we'll keep going. If if it if it sucks, we'll stop." You know, and um, after a month, we got the signal basically that it was strong enough. So we pushed that a bit more. Uh, we I stayed with that business for another year or so to build a solid case study. And then, um, you know, it wasn't just building a following on YouTube, it was also monetizing that following, you know, so we we build a business around that as well. Mm. I left the business after about a year. Uh, That business, I think, I don't know, it's, I haven't checked, but I think it's about 350,000 subscribers on YouTube now, millions and millions of views. It's the biggest free magic uh, channel on YouTube in the world right now. So it's pretty cool for JJ if you think about it, you know, went from, a local magician, relatively unknown, just in little old Brisbane, to now essentially a world phenomenon when it comes to 
Magic Tricks. Fantastic. Magic tricks. What's the, the channel name? Uh, Free Magic Live Videos okay. is the channel. Yep, Free Magic Live Videos. We'll put that in the show notes so people can yeah. go and check it out. Yeah, check it out. I, uh, I enjoy watching magic shows. I watch. I always watch um, <laughs> on ABC, uh, the two guys in Las Vegas, uh, uh, Penn and Teller. I don't know what your name is, Penn uh, and Teller. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love watching the Penn and Teller and um, You Fool Does, I think it's the name of the show, something like that. Yeah, that's and, cool, yeah. Yeah, it's good. But uh, that's fantastic. So that would have given you a massive amount of experience in how to shoot video and how to upload video and how to use yeah. YouTube. and uh, the full range. The full, yeah, because I think that's a big barrier to people. And anything technical, typically with the internet, um, whether it's setting up a website or you know, doing a blog or doing a podcast or YouTube videos, it always often creates a barrier for people mm-hmm. to get it set up. Even in these days, the, the excuses should be much less because you can outsource a lot of this for you know, quite low cost compared to 10 years ago. So, so you started doing all that with the YouTube uh, videos and marketing with The Magic Show. What led on from that? What was the next step? Yeah, so that was interesting. So there, once again, me and JJ, we did everything. We didn't have, we didn't have anybody that helped us. So we, we did all the graphics ourselves. I mean, basically, JJ did all the magic. He was the star of the show, right? So he didn't do much technical stuff. Uh, he was mainly the star. So I did all the graphics, all the video editing, the site, you know, the sales pages, all the, all the sort of online business-related stuff and while he was the star. And it was a really good partnership. Um, but you know it was tough because doing everything ourselves again, you know, you, your leverage is just so low, so so low. But anyway, so after that year, I said, okay, this is a cool enough case study. Now uh, I want to now build my own brand called Rapid Video Blogging and, and create a product there and launch that out and teach people what I learned from from Become a Blogger days and also from from the Free Magic Live days. And so I launched uh, Rapid Video Blogging. And that was a pretty awesome launch. Uh, that was back in 2010, uh, and you know. I, I launched it a couple of times maybe, I had a relaunch. And then at one point I thought, hey, this, this business model of launching is cool. You get a lot of money coming in. But I wanted to have something a bit more evergreen. So I thought, okay, let's build a funnel here and, and put stuff a bit more on autopilot. I spent about, I don't know, a long time. It felt, I think it was like eight months. And really tried to build a solid funnel. And I did, you know, but it, took, it was really not my cup of tea. I built the thing anyway. And the day... The day that I wanted to promote this out to my affiliates and get, get the word out, I quickly checked something on the Free Magic Life channel. And guess what? What? The channel got terminated on that very same Whoa. day. Whoa. Ouch. Yeah. So it, it turns out that there was some, you know, I mean, there was some, some stuff that happened there uh, that was outside of me or JJ's control. Anyway, the, the channel got terminated. We couldn't get it back, and I'm sitting there. I'm about to launch, relaunch my course and my big funnel oh. to everybody. Oh, wow. And my main case study is Free Magic Life. Oh and I'm, I'm no! Just going, got this sinking feeling in my stomach. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I couldn't. So, so I didn't pull the trigger on that. So basically, that eight months of work was kind of down the drain. Oh, and wow. so I sort of had to go again back to the drawing board, and I, you know, ask these questions. Or you know, like what, what. If my business is so, um, so uh, um, what's the word, um, vulnerable to a change like that, uh, what do I need to do? What kind of business do I need to set up to remove that vulnerability? And so a few things that I changed then, uh, you know, I, I thought, okay, one vulnerability was me. You know, what if something happens to me? Then there's no more business because everything was based sort of around me mm. as the star of the show. Um, the other thing was, uh, you know, um, 
a bunch of things. I mean, even just building something just on YouTube uh, was mm-hmm. quite a vulnerable sort of thing, uh, you know, to to be doing for your business. I mean, luckily with Free Magic Life, though, we we with um, with every subscriber we got on the channel, we got about three email subscribers. Ah. And so so we set it up so that we always would send people to our email database. So that's cool. So we could, and that's in fact what's happened now. JJ has relaunched the channel all on his own, and and has built it up from zero again. To now, I'm just looking at the channel here. 344,000 subscribers. It's got over. It's almost 43 million views right now. And he, you know, oh. to, fully to his credit. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so it just shows you what's possible there. But always, always massive lesson that luckily we did it. We, you know, you always build your own asset, your own database from from yeah. whatever you do online. Yeah. Because YouTube's done that a few times. I I recall. Oh, yeah. they, they seem to do these cancellations in waves for totally. bizarre reasons, and there's totally absolutely no recourse. Yeah, and you sometimes you just do not know what 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 you yeah. did wrong, or, or even if it's just a, just a a trigger that you know something that triggered, or of some competitors flagged your channel or whatever. You, do, you just don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's it's um it's such an interesting game. Yeah, um, yeah, that's... but lots of experience from that, you know. So, and then and then I I um I I started the uh, the Splashio brand, you know, which is um which was a, a business that was independent of me. Personally, mm-hmm. and I was uh, a, you know a scalable business, a business asset that I could could um, sell one day if I wanted to. Um, but the key thing was that it was a lot less vulnerable. It was a brand on its own, and it was all about uh, helping you create great-looking videos a lot easier and a lot faster. And that that then eventually segued into into V-Roll, which is um, you know a similar kind of idea, but applying it to video advertising in particular and creating video ads and kind of completely getting rid of the video production part of it and, and helping you just make it a lot simpler and easier uh, to get videos out there. Because I, I think, you know, over the last four years or five years, it's been almost my life mission to be able to create videos uh, without doing any video post-production. Like no <laughs> yeah, video. yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it's me or someone else doing it, it's just so slow and frustrating. So, you know, Splasher was, was kind of the, the initial thing for that and now V-Roll as well. And um, and I'm doing a few other things now too. That that's pretty cool in terms of completely getting rid of post production, which I can share more if, if there's time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the Splashio um, uh, pro- uh, program and product was something that led you into the V roll, but it's all based around YouTube. So that's that's the main focus. So um, in well, t- video. I think more more more, so, vid- more video in video. general. Yeah, video using video yeah. as as a platform to get your to get your message out there. Yeah, you know, that's, so whether that's it's really YouTube or Vimeo or whatever whatever the video platform is, it's it's the the, the YouTube sorry the the video product as a broad uh, tool, and then using these different platforms to promote it. So, and, and that's probably a good lesson too. Like if a lot of people just rely on having their video on YouTube and they have that whole scenario where that, it gets cancelled, at least they have other platforms where the videos are running. So it's not like the you know everything's been swept away from underneath them. They've got more to uh, support them. So yeah, I think it's always good to have uh, backup uh, versions of you if you're doing content. Um, the neat thing about video advertising, though, I, I think, is that uh, you don't really need a backup. You know, you just create your ads, run them, and you know you you can turn them on and off. In any case, it's not like it's you 
you know, the ads are not in general not designed to to get organic traffic. No, um, but there are strategies for that as well. Okay, but um, yeah, I mean, certainly the, the two big platforms for me at the moment are, are YouTube and Facebook, and I think they'll be they'll be around for a while. But there's a few others jumping up as well, certainly when it comes to uh, video advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's dig into the the video advertising because you obviously saw this as a, a big opportunity, uh, and from th- things I've watched you and heard you speak about when you're uh, at the traffic and conversion conference, there there is a lot of untapped potential with uh, with advertising whether it's on YouTube or any or, or uh, Facebook so what are the advantages that you see with someone getting involved with the video advertising at the moment well I'm a bit biased but I, I do believe that video is the most engaging medium online at the mm-hmm. moment and um, something that's even more engaging more than just online video is in particular live online video so live video streaming so I think that's but in general you know video online is uh, is engaging by nature and when you think about um, what you're trying to achieve as a business if, especially if you're looking at advertising what you're really trying to do is you're trying to engage and connect with uh, with your target audience if you don't have that engagement and connection it um, doesn't matter what you do you're not going to be able to do the next step which is to have some level of influence with that audience. Yeah. If you can't influence and you can't build trust, if you can't build trust, then there's never going to be a transaction. That's yeah, what it comes down absolutely. to. Absolutely. 100% agree. <laughs> right. So, so for me, it all starts with that first engagement point. And so if you compare video to text, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, it's a relatively obvious thing for us to, to intuitively know. Video just does a better job. It's just easier to engage with video. Yeah, in general, in yeah. general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think of how much video I, I watch on YouTube. I, I subscribe to you know, lots of different channels on lots of different topics. Um, so I'm I'm getting exposed to oh, I don't know how many ads in a day, but because uh, I, I don't watch TV anymore, and I, I think right. my daughter yeah. doesn't watch TV. Right. Uh, no one right. In, no one in our family watches TV anymore. So yeah. you, YouTube or you know quite often stuff we're seeing on Facebook has become the replacement for that and I think the whole wave of the, you know this this generation and the next that's going to be where they you know where the eyeballs are. Absolutely. I I think that's where it's at and uh, you know if if you look at the the bigger platforms you you sort of you look at what they're doing and it gives you an inkling on where things are going. I mean if if you look at Facebook, you know they they were very very bold and aggressive with how they want to uh, um have video on their platform. I, I can't remember the exact words or the dates but you know Mark Zuckerberg said something along the lines of by 2000 and I don't know, 2017, 16, maybe 16. I can't remember when, what he said, mm. but the, the Facebook platform would mainly be video. Yeah, and you know we, yeah. we've certainly seen that trend. You know, with um, with how much attention they've given to video, especially their own video, uh, the the native video on Facebook. You know, you upload it, you you try and embed a YouTube video on there, it doesn't get any views, right? Mm-hmm. But a Facebook video gets a ton of views and and and, um, and exposure. Um, and then also now, more recently, what they're doing with with the the live video streaming thing. Yeah, you know, with yeah. Uh, with Facebook mentions. So so you just have to look at what they're doing and and. And, and and then it, all of a sudden it makes sense, you know. And so you ask the question, why, why, why is video so such a big deal? Um, well, once again, it comes back to engagement. If if they know people are engaged, it means they're going to have their attention. If they have their attention uh, with video as well, it means they stay there longer. And if they stay there longer on the platform, you know, obviously, what these companies can then do is have much more opportunity for 
monetizing through advertising. Yeah, and yeah. it's exactly what's happening. And this is why I'm, I'm kind of excited about the whole live video streaming as well because everybody's jumping on it and it's, it's for me the number one medium right now for engagement and getting people to stay on, on a platform for a prolonged period of time. And hence, you know, these companies know that. They know that because they can charge more advertising. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. in, in your view, are you finding that Facebook is doing a better job of the live video streaming currently compared to uh, YouTube? Well, um, for, certainly from a mobile perspective, uh, I don't think Facebook has the infrastructure uh, just yet mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that YouTube has. YouTube has got an incredible infrastructure when it comes to uh, not just online video but um, uh, live video streaming as well in, in this case. So, so the infrastructure for YouTube is great. What Facebook has that YouTube doesn't is, is the um, – well, it depends on how you look at it. Really, it does. But Facebook is, is catching – just put it this way. Facebook is catching up extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Here's some stats. So Facebook just recently quoted, I think, 8 billion views a day for the video views, right? Right. YouTube, yeah. I haven't seen a quote from them for a while, but last time I checked, it was like around about 4 billion. You know, it's probably 4 or 5 billion views a day. Now, of course, the difference here is that Facebook, Facebook counts a view when it's like 3 seconds, right? And, yeah. and it autoplays on the stream as well. So if it autoplays, even if you don't watch it, that counts as a click. Boom, if it gets to three seconds. On YouTube, it's 30 seconds before the view gets counted. And, um, and, and they don't have the stream thing where the videos autoplay, right? You have to actually take an action to watch the video. So, so yeah. the, the count is a little bit deceiving. But, and the other thing here is also if you look at a more true measurement. In October last year, 2015, uh, a report came out. That said, that basically, if you watch, if you look at watch time, and you compare YouTube's watch time, daily watch time, compared to Facebook's daily watch time, mm-hmm. YouTube is about eleven times bigger. At least in October, it was eleven times bigger than Facebook, which is really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Caveat is, uh, Facebook is catching up like crazy. So, um, so YouTube is an interesting position now. They have the opportunity given their, their experience and their, their, their infrastructure to really, really crush it with live video. Mm. But I haven't seen an app from them, a mobile app, to really take advantage of it. Facebook's jumped on it. Periscope's jumped on it. Blab has jumped on it. Um, Meerkat had a go at it. You know, so it's, it almost seems like everybody's jumping on it and YouTube's just kind of sitting back with their feet on the table looking at the whole, um, <laughs> the whole, the whole scene. And then I'm thinking, I'm hoping... They come out with their own live streaming app, and boom, yeah, yeah. Uh, something big happens. Um, it's a it's a it's a fascinating time to be around in the advertising space, isn't it? Because this it is, totally is. It's this is like completely new stuff uh, that we're heading down the path of. I mean, I, it got to a stage talking about Facebook uh, videos that I had to go in and change my settings so they wouldn't autoplay because <laughs> right. I was I kept going down that rabbit hole I'd you know I'd be looking down my Facebook feed which is bad enough spending your time doing that in my opinion but uh, <laughs> I was going down and it's like just a video would catch my eye and then next thing I know I'm watching the damn thing and, mm. and half an hour's gone by and I've gone oh my god what's going on so I had to go in and change my settings and for people who don't know you can go in and change your settings so your videos don't automatically play on Facebook <laughs> you can yeah you can do that you can do that because <laughs> I actually remember sitting down. I was at a um, 
uh, having drinks and, and dinner with some friends. There's about seven or eight of us talking about it, and uh, no one else knew you could do that. And I said, oh, yeah, I just did that the other day. Oh, thank God. And they're all going in their phones, <laughs> changing the settings straight away. It's just like yeah. not good for the advertisers. I'm sorry for the advertising space for that, but it's just, you know. Yeah, that's right. And, and I guess Facebook wants to kind of hide that a little bit as well because they, they know that it's so, you know, it's, it's so catchy, you know, when they, they autoplay it. Oh. And, and obviously, you know, get more actual views as well, and people get caught and, and engaged in, into the video, Ab- and then hence, hence they 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 get the advertising dollar from that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, so, so your platform now going into yeah. V-roll because you know, again, I've said earlier, a lot of people go, "Well, that's all well and good, Gideon, but how the heck do I go and do this? Do I have to go and now buy video camera equipment? Do I have to go and do all this to learn how to up? You know, there's a lot of technical stuff that people are probably getting hung up on with creating video ads. Yeah. Uh, and you have relieved a lot of that uh, pressure and, and confusion with your V-Roll uh, platform and you've simplified a lot of things. So can you explain exactly what is V-Roll and how can it help someone to get involved in doing video advertising? Okay, so the vision for V-Roll right from the beginning has been to help businesses take advantage of this new trend of video advertising. But to be able to just go, say, into a coffee shop and you've got your computer with you and an internet connection and to be able to create a fully-fledged video advertising campaign within the hour and start driving traffic within that hour. Yeah, that's been the vision right from the beginning, and so um, at the beginning when we started V-Roll, uh, we had a lot of uh, it, a lot of it was uh, manual. You know, we create videos manually for people, but now you can go in there, you can get a video done within fifteen minutes, mm. and you're ready to go. And this is without any video production equipment, without any video cameras, without a uh, video editing software, uh, without a video production team. You know, you literally just need. Uh, 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 an internet browser you know, on a computer and a good internet connection and you're ready to go. Yeah. So so the way it works is that you, you can get in there and you can basically select from a, a range of uh, video templates that we've designed in a specific kind of way to maximize conversions. So maximize not only views but also clicks and then helping you get leads and sales for your business, right? So so these templates are specifically designed for, for whatever platform you're going to use. So for YouTube, for example, we have specific templates just for YouTube. For Facebook, we have specific templates just for Facebook with you know with different calls to actions and different structure and different different um, um, uh, uh, timings within the videos even. Right. Because we know that people People behave differently on Facebook than they do on YouTube. So we've built all those smarts into the templates for you. All you got to do is pick the one you like the look of. Next, you select your music. And then finally, you type in five lines of text of 40 characters each and press a button. And 15 minutes later, you get your video back. Done. Yeah. And look, I, I that's that's great because that simplifies the process a lot. And I think a lot of people think they have to have some fancy video production to you know create an ad. Uh, but you, you've had some some tests done and compared some ads. I remember watching some of your videos uh, and you you mentioned one that someone, I think they'd spent 1500 or you'd spent $1,500 or something to get this video produced compared to one that you had auto-created within your platform. And the one that was auto-created was, was doing far better in terms of conversion and, and clicks than uh, what the, the produced one was. Is that an accurate? Yeah. Thing? 
comparison. Yeah, that's that's you remember well, um, Ed. Um, yeah, so that that example. So that was one of our very very first tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we created um, yeah the, the the video as you said was like fifteen hundred dollars. It took about two weeks to create uh, one of these sort of animated kind of you know explainer kind of videos, and and then we compared that to one of our templates, and I think it outperformed the um, our template outperformed the other fancy video by about four times when we looked at clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so same same cost, uh, but we got four times as many clicks. It was around 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 that sort of level. Um, so you know that could have been beginner's luck, but we've tested that over and over. And and so one of our more recent tests. Now I'm just trying to see if I've got the results here in front of me. What we did was we we compared a talking head video with one of our templates and basically essentially the same message, um, same targeting, everything's the same. The only thing that was different was one was the talking head video and the other one was the template. Uh, Here it is. So um, we spent about $110 on each campaign Yep. and we ended up for the talking head video getting 52 conversions, so so these were leads and costing us $2.13. So not bad, right? Not a bad result. This is on Facebook. $2.13 per lead. Per lead. Per lead, yep. Yeah. And and then we thought, okay, that's cool, but let's look at the, the template. Surely, you know, it'll be a, we'll get some conversions, but not sure how it would go. Mm-hmm. So same thing, 110 bucks for the whole campaign. This time we got 62 conversions. So we got right. 10 more conversions. Yep. And the cost per conversion was only $1.79. Wow. So so this was so interesting because you know, we knew that the template would do okay, but we didn't think that it would do better than a talking head video where you've got a face, you know, someone's face. It was my face in this case. Um, talking away and engaging an audience. We thought, you know, naturally a talking head video would, would do better. But in this, you know, this, in this test, we, we kind of proved to ourselves that you don't need to go fancy with uh, a fully-fledged fancy video production where you need talent and fancy video editing. You can use one of these templates and get even better results than, than the fancy video. Well, next time you want to do that test... I'm happy to be the talking head because that will skew the results. So you'll get way more conversions with your template. That'll right. just completely skew it because people, well, are just, you know. That, that, I mean, that, that raises an interesting point, Ed, because, you know, that's the thing. So that video that we tested was was of me uh, doing it. You know, I've got like 10 years experience of being on video and it was well scripted. It was well produced uh, with my professional video editor. Uh, it took him about four days to to uh, end up uh, editing the video with toing and froing with me. Yep. Um, the template only took 15 minutes. But, you know, what about other folks out there who um, – who's not used to video production mm. and who's not used to speaking on, on the camera and is not used to writing good and compelling scripts and is not, who doesn't have a good video editing team to make it look fancy and all this sort of stuff. You know, what about those people? So, 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 you know, I think this was an interesting test yeah. um, to, to show that the, the templates can really make a difference. Yeah, I think that is absolutely the key. I think if people can get that in their mind that they can get started using V-Roll to, to get advertising up and running, without that barrier, they can't use that as an excuse anymore uh, because you can have success uh, with keeping it simple. And sometimes, you know, a lot of cases, keeping it simple is the best method as long as you get the message across and you get people's attention from the start of the video, I think that is the critical thing, um, then, you know, they can now do that without having those limitations of producing a, a, a video. And look, we've seen, Brendan and I have, say, we've run several, um, well, hundreds of workshops together over the years. 
Right. And we had some of our, we won't say who they are, of course, but we had some people come through that had produced uh, their own YouTube videos. Remember these ones, Brendan? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I, I won't go into detail, <laughs> but they were just yeah. terrible. Like they mm-hmm. were, I mean, it was like watching a train wreck. You, you, I mean, the good thing is, I suppose they'll probably get people watching it just to see what was going to happen because it was so bad. But yeah, um, right. so, you know, sometimes that can actually work in your, in, in your favor, but they were just really bad videos. So, not, so probably something like this that was sort of more scripted and automated could have done better for them in terms of right. so, <laughs> yeah that's but, right yeah yeah and some people just should not be in their videos right i mean that's you know there's a lot yeah. of people who are the heads of companies or the you know the, the, yeah. the owners they should just yeah. remove themselves from the equation because they're just right. going to do themselves damage so do, do you come across that a lot um yeah I, I think it depends a bit on on the kind of content as well i mean yeah. you know when we talk about uh more educational kind of content or entertaining content uh that can be different to yes. to your Absolutely. advertising videos um but of course you can you, there's different kind of video ads you can have as well for the for the more direct response kind of video ads uh, i think the, the the templates actually work better because they are so well structured. Um, the, the, everything that is designed, the, the way things move, the way the sound works together with it, the timing of everything, everything is designed to get an action from from the viewer at the end of it. And so that's not an easy thing to do with, especially if you're not experienced uh, in in video ads, not even to mention speaking in front of a camera. Mm. You know, so, so certainly... I think there is a place, though, for for people to still create their own videos, but more as as, as normal content to help build an organic audience uh, rather yeah, than using yeah. those videos for ads. Yeah, absolutely. So they're really two separate things. One's organic, right. one's ad. So you do right. have to look at how you're going to use what you're producing and uh, is the goal just to have it as an ad to get the, the most traction, the quickest and the fastest and the and with the least amount of spend? Uh, different story to producing an actual content video. They, they are definitely two separate things and and thanks for making that clear so so how do people get started using v-roll what's what's on offer at the moment and uh just you know people listening to this it's it'll be in february 2016 that you're listening to this video (laughs) so uh just in case you listen to it in two years time and you go and check out uh, the v-roll platform and go that's not (laughs) on offer it it, we you know we'll we'll date this and tell them it's february 16 so at the time of this uh this conversation so what's on offer at the moment for people to to go and v-roll how can they get started I'm, first of all I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned that you know that it's 2016 february yeah and um <laughs> because you know the, the industry changes so quickly so in in response to that we also change you know yes. v-roll so yes. changes so um at the moment which is actually going to change relatively soon uh you, if you go to if you go to the main page there's a there's a free trial there for the software uh gives you four video credits um to you know to create uh, video ads and you can either use them for facebook video ads or youtube ads at the moment mm-hmm. And so, 100% free, and then you can get a bit of a, a test drive off the off the platform. It's a little bit limited for my, in my opinion, right now. Um, so that's actually what we're changing. Uh, the next revision of this, which um, you know should happen relatively soon, um, you'll be able to. My plan, at least, um, is that you should be able to get access to more of the platform as part of the free trial. And then from there, you know, if 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 the, if, if you think the tool is for you, you can you can um, you can stay with it and become a, a paying member. 
And if not, then you just you just unsubscribe. Um, this sort of thing. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, you can you can go and sign up for those uh, four free credits and, and start checking it out. And there's some some educational stuff in there already as well. I think if I remember right. Awesome. So so what else does someone need? Uh, do they need to have a YouTube uh, channel, or do they just need to have a uh, Google account or an ad, a Google AdWords account? What, what do yeah, they so need you, to? You, you do need a YouTube channel for uploading your videos, your video ads to. Mm-hmm. So inside, uh, so if you already have your channel, anybody can create a YouTube channel. Uh, inside Vroll, when you when you create the videos, uh, it gives you the functionality to to select which channel you want to upload it to. And at the moment, we we do have it open to you know, unlimited number of channels. Uh, that you can upload your your video ad to, um, so that's all built into into the the software as well. Um, but yeah, you just need a YouTube channel for Facebook. You need um, preferably a Facebook business page uh, that you can run your ads on there. Um, we do have the ability to upload straight to to Facebook from the platform, uh, but in general, I think we recommend that you download the video first from Vroll and then upload separately to Facebook. At the moment, in any case. Uh, okay. Anything else, Brendan? Have you got any questions for? Do you think there's a minimum ad budget people need to start with? What? Uh, minimum, uh, you know, it's different on Facebook and YouTube. On on Facebook, we've found that you get traction a lot faster, and you can see results a lot faster. Normally, within within the hour, we we we're able to see you know traffic coming in from Facebook. Um, and so, what we do there is we normally start with about five dollars per. Uh, you know, targeting group or whatever they're called on Facebook, mm-hmm. and so you might have multiple targeting groups. So, just if you just use Facebook, uh, five dollars per day, uh, just to see what happens, and then you can either you know you, if if it if it goes well, you can increase it uh, to whatever level you can stomach, um, and of course, if it doesn't work well, you can just you can stop it. Um, and you know, I think with with five dollars, because the, the the clicks and conversions are so cheap still at the moment on on Facebook. Um, you can you can get a, a good enough number um, of data points to to determine whether you should scale it up or not. Also, obviously, it depends on the industry and the competitiveness. If you realize if you're noticing that your your clicks are like ten bucks a click or whatever, and obviously five dollars is not going to be enough. So you need to keep that in mind as well to to make sure you get enough data points uh, for running a, a proper test. And I'd say you, you probably want to you probably want to get at least a hundred clicks before you really make a decision on. On whether it's working or not, um, you know, conversions is, is, is a different thing again to see whether that's working. But I think in general, we, we look for about a hundred clicks before we start making any 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 calls on yeah. what we should do with that campaign. Yep. Uh, on YouTube, similar sort of thing, but there um, we do about twenty dollars for the whole campaign. We start with twenty dollars uh, in the industries that we're operating in, at least. Uh, but once again, there also, uh, if you're in something more competitive, you might want to increase that as well. Yeah, fantastic. And one of the things that Vroll tool does enable you to do, and people see this when they start getting involved or and signing up to to use it, is it does a lot of the research grunt work for you that you would have to do manually trying to find the the right videos to advertise on. Because you and correct me if I'm wrong, is the whole point of something like YouTube uh, video advertising is you're picking videos that are relevant to your marketplace that you want ads to appear on. So the, the the process of doing that, not using V-Roll, is you'd have to go and search one by one, doing it manually, and it could take hours and hours and hours, whereas with the V-Roll platform, you can put in a keyword term or a, you know, a video uh, topic, and it will list all of those in one hit, and then you can select which ones you want with a few clicks of a mouse, and you've done like 10 hours worth of work in half an hour at the most. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, you know, so we, we do have the targeting tool for YouTube there. We don't have any targeting tools for Facebook, yep. uh, really, because Facebook's targeting is so good already. But um, with with YouTube, that's the thing. You know, a lot of people actually don't know this, what you just said. They don't know, uh, you know, when I say people, I mean advertisers. They don't know that um, the targeting is so important on YouTube. So so what, what they end up doing is they just sort of get their ads out kind of to everybody, the shotgun kind of approach. Yeah. And this is why you see so much unrelated Un, you know, non-relevant video ads on YouTube. And you go, why the heck am I seeing these stupid oh. ads? And I swear, it's the skip button. Yeah. So, so what? And most people just go ahead and click skip. What we find is when you do the targeting right and, and you target placements, most people don't click skip. They actually go and watch your video and then click on your call to action. Mm-hmm. You know, which is hundred percent the other way compared to the you know what's what's happening in general. And so this is what this tool does. You know, you for example type in say for example you type in a, a keyword like well let's just see I've got it here in front of me. You can type in something like say you're selling say you're selling yoga mats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I type in a keyword phrase like yoga at home, what the tool will do is it'll go it'll go and figure out all the keyword phrases that people are searching for on YouTube right now, right? So so it's not what they searched for last week or even yesterday is what they're searching for right now. Okay. Yeah. And and then automatically arranges these keyword phrases in order from most popular to least popular. And we just use the the Google search volume um, API to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And and so so what that does is basically it gives you like even though you might have to, so I just typed in yoga at home. You then come up. The tool then shows you with with other keyword phrases that you might not have thought about. So, for example, the second most popular keyword phrase I see here is like "how to do yoga at home." Right. So okay. it's, instead yeah. of just yoga at home, it's like "how to do yoga at home" in front of it. Or the, the third one down says "yoga at home for beginners," or "yoga practice at home," or "yoga exercises for beginners at home." So all these keyword phrases people are are typing in, and there's no way I could have guessed that. So the tool pulls it out for you. Um, and, and then from there, you can then say, all right, for this particular keyword phrase, for example, for the one, how to do yoga at home, please go and find me the top 240 videos that rank for that keyword phrase on YouTube. And boom, within seconds, you've got a list of 240 videos that you can then go show you your ad in front of. Boom, yeah, just like that. that. That is awesome. That is really powerful. So they haven't sunk into people. that The ability to do that in such a quick amount of time and and really focus in on those popular videos that are targeted to what you're doing because if you're new to yoga, uh, you more than likely don't have a mat at this stage. So that you know that to me would make sense as a as a good target market for someone to uh, who who needs to buy a yoga mat because they're about to start yeah. doing some yoga. So exactly. and so you and literally you, you do that in in seconds. In thirty seconds, you've got the data, and then you just have to select you know, which videos you want to uh, target and off you go. And so I, I think that's the the great thing and uh, about V-Roll. And um, I, I don't get any commission for this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not yeah, on. I was, the... was going to say, why don't you use like an affiliate link or something, man? Yeah, yeah. You're more, you're more than welcome to, I don't, you know. We'll set that up. We'll have, we'll have something on the site saying it's an affiliate link and people can click six on it. Six months okay. I've been hearing from Ed to use V-Roll. I'm like, <laughs> I really should do it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, look, and we're we're guilty of this, and this is one of the reasons I'm doing this, uh, you know, podcast with you is uh, so Brendan can get to hear you talking because I think because <laughs> okay. I think it's clicking in a bit more with Brendan now, and he's going, oh, okay, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and. You know, we're both very experienced pay-per-click advertisers, but right. we we don't do anything on YouTube, and we've got all these clients. I'm sure could mm. benefit from it, and uh, it just it's a, 
one of those sort of almost more mystical than SEO and Google AdWords mm. is YouTube. But I think it's on another level because of the video aspect that, that puts yes. people off. And if, I think if I'm feeling this way, and I consider myself to be relatively technical, and mm. Brennan's even more technical than I am, then what, right. what's your average business person out there thinking? Right. You know. Right. So I think I think removing those limitations of you know thinking that it's hard uh, and using V-roll is uh, is a good way to go. So uh, yeah. look, ultimately we hope people have the success and if they want to use this tool um then go for it and, and check it out and we will have links mm. in the uh the show notes for them so, uh, so very cool. anything else you have? yes for you. go for it brendan talk, talk to me about so obviously over time people start to see the videos and i guess to a degree there's you know ad burnout in a sense do you do mm-hmm. you have a you know some rough idea of how at what point do you need to change the video ad or do you even need to change the video ad? What, what are your thoughts there? There's a couple of ways to look to look at it. On on Facebook it's really easy to see uh um AdWords, you know, uh, which which is what's used for running the YouTube ads. Uh, you can also do it, but you you basically look at the quality score of of the ad. Like on 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 um on Facebook, you know, if if it or the relevancy score, right? Um I think it's quality score on Facebook and relevancy on, on, on AdWords, right? Or the other way around, I can't remember. But you, you look at that and, and as soon as that starts dropping, it's probably a good time for you to renew your video. You know, if, if, if um, YouTube or Facebook or AdWords or Facebook doesn't think it's relevant anymore or the quality score drops, you know, it's, it's a good signal for you to, to change it. The other way to look at it is if it stops working, <laughs> you know, if you, if you just not, if, if, if the effectiveness of it stops working, that's a good time to change it as well. I mean, if it's working for you and the, the quality or relevancy score stays right up there and it keeps on sending you traffic and leads and sales, you know, keep it by all means. Um, and, you know, once again, it, it probably is going to depend a bit on, on your industry and how big it is. Like a smaller, a smaller target audience is probably going to get saturated much faster mm. than, say, a more mainstream, bigger audience. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people on YouTube. I think, I think it's... Don't quote me on this, but I think it's it's around about uh, 1.5 billion uh, people that's on there now. It might be more, um, and at least four billion real views a day. <laughs> you know, so yeah. even with even with the YouTube Red thing where you can sort of turn off the advertising, there's still a bucket load of people out there every day going onto YouTube and watching stuff and seeing those ads. So when you pick the right industry. It's going to take you a long time to saturate it, but you know there's other factors that come into play as well that affect your relevancy or quality score as well. So, so I think just keep an keep an eye on those 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 two things mainly, and um, and you'll be able to um, get better results. Another way to look at it as well is that you know, and, and that's one of the the, the cool things with uh, and philosophies with V-roll is that because it's so darn easy to create these videos and it's so quickly, you can create a ton of them uh, really quickly and just test them. You know, so just because your ad is performing well right now doesn't mean there might be another video ad that could perform even better, maybe twice as good, maybe three times as good. And instead of going back to the whole video production studio and saying, oh, we've got to create another video now, you just go back into V-Roll and type in a few different lines of text, maybe a different template, and voila, 15 minutes later, you've got another video that you can test. So, so that's another reason for, I think, creating more videos and, 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 and testing more so that you can you can pick those winners much easier. Awesome. Can they can they be split tested? Can you like so they can they be shown evenly over a period of time, fifty fifty, or is that not possible? 
Um, in in uh, for YouTube, for it's YouTube. much easier. Yep. Okay. Uh, for Facebook, it's a bit more of a challenge, but you can do it. Yeah. Okay, great. So that's that's brilliant. So um, anything else you would like to add, uh, Gideon, before we we finish up because we've uh, taken yeah, up I, an hour of your time. So we I mean, appreciate the, it. The only last idea I guess I would share is that you know I um I tend to without really trying, without consciously trying, I, I tend to be uh, a little bit almost too much ahead of the curve. You know, um, if, I, if, I, if I think back at my career, back in 2006, I didn't even mention this in my story, but I was podcasting already. Yeah. So I was podcasting and then, you know, after about a year or something, it didn't look like I was taking off, so I stopped doing it. And then two or three years later, podcasting came back, massively took off. Yeah. Uh, I did the same for blogging, right? So we launched Become a Blogger in 2008. Uh, back then, I thought, I thought everybody was doing it, but, it wasn't the case. We were we were actually at the front of the curve. Then, you know, two or three or even actually it took longer there, four or five years later, the business community got onto blogging. Then that took off like crazy. So we're early there again. Video marketing, same thing. Video marketing took even longer, I think six or seven years for the business community to really get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And we were there already starting to do it there. Um, and now the same thing with with uh, video advertising. You know, I've been at it now for uh, a couple of years, two years or so. And... Um, there's, there's been a, uh, you know, we, we, what I'm seeing is that we're still at the beginning. We are still at the beginning of this adoption curve. So what I'm saying is that, um, and, and, and this ties into what you talked about as well at the beginning, Ed. Um, when you're right there at the beginning, it's much easier to start getting results because you don't have much competition yet. Mm, and, then, and then as time goes by, because you have a lead start on on how to run ads and getting to know the platform, how it all works. Whenever new competitors come in, you always will have that that competitive advantage. Definitely. If you start yeah. now. So if you start now, you 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 are without a doubt at the beginning of the curve and there's still a massive mainstream of business uh, to come on board. And so I think that's something that's really exciting to look at. And, um, you know, that's that's uh, that's why I started the business because there's yeah. a big wave coming, big wave coming. Good point. So don't stop doing V-roll, Gideon. You've got to keep going. You can't move <laughs> on. Don't get don't get disillusioned with this one because this, right. this is one of those uh, king waves that's coming, I believe, in terms of, you know, uh, yeah. the 100-year the wave or whatever they call it in surfing. Um, right. <laughs> you'd know, Brendan, is that right? I don't surf, obviously. I just, you know, that's very clear now. Um, Brendan's a you know professional surfer. He's won many, many titles. Um, no, he hasn't really. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just buying smoke up, Brendan. Okay. So, uh, thank you very much. It's been very, very informative. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm sure uh, the listener, that is you, you are the listener, listeners, uh, have got a great deal from listening to this, and hopefully, they're going to go and test out V-roll. And uh, how else can people get in touch with you, Mr. Gideon? I think that's probably the the best way through through V roll mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm I'm a little bit protective of other contact points, yep. um, just because it gets a little bit crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. But actually, if I, uh, the the um, uh, the the thing that I'm also extremely excited about right now is uh, live video streaming. So what I've been doing on my own personal YouTube channel, Gideon Shalwick, um, I've been running some some impromptu live events there very regularly, almost every day. So if you want to follow me there, um, I often have Q&A there or ask me anything sort of sessions. Um, there's some some cool stuff coming up for that as well. Fantastic. We will have the, the link in the show notes for that. So uh, thanks once again, mate. Great to talk to you again. Thanks for your time. 
and uh, much success to your V-Roll platform. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys, and have a fantastic day. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.